nonprofit founders and leaders, change makers and dreamers? Are you searching for new ways to be heard amidst the overwhelming noise and confusion of these uncertain times? Giving Heartbeat is the place to make connections and ignite sparks of compassion into forces for good and together turn unsung heroes into everyday superheroes. Conversations with dynamic nonprofit champions from across the planet reveal how they turned passion into action and obstacles into achievements. I'm your host, Donna Valente. Welcome. Over the past three decades, I've met hundreds of incredible nonprofit changemakers from around the world. It's my passion and mission to promote them. This is Giving Heartbeat. Welcome. I'd like to welcome to the Giving Heartbeat studio this afternoon, Lee Woodruff, who's the New York best-selling author of three books and the co-founder of the Bod Woodruff Foundation, which has the mission to assist injured service members and their families heal from the wounds of war. And to date, the foundation has raised more than $40 million. Lee, good afternoon. Thank you for being here. Well, thanks for having me. It's, it's, it's an honor. Well, that, that's so wonderful. I, I know you're reaching 15 years at this point. We are, and we're also actually closer to $70 million that we've raised mm -hmm. and given away in grants. Yeah. So I probably need to update some of my statistics there, don't I? That's fantastic. And, and um, the, I, I admire the foundation so much because of how you've holistically kind of taken the, uh, the veterans under your wing and just done everything possible to help wounded vets, especially those with TBI. And I'd love for you to Tell your tell our listeners. I'm a little bit nervously. My heart's pounding. Oh my gosh! Don't be nervous about me. If you 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 can see me right now, I'm in an old sweatshirt and I've got dirty hair, and that's how I uh, roll. So yeah, well, I I totally get it. But um, I usually like every time I get like my heart races and you know it's a little bit of stage fright in the beginning. I don't you know I used to sing in bands and stuff. The same thing every time. Yeah. But I guess that's being an introvert and then having you know. I also call that good adrenaline. And I tell people when they talk or speak or have any external communications, that's good. That keeps you energized and on your toes. So that's all good energy. Yeah. Well, that's, that's true. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad we can hear each other and see each other. Uh, and we'll go on. So I'd love for you to tell our listeners what the story behind the Bob Woodruff Foundation is. And, and uh, some of us might not know it's been a while. If you could just take us back there and what led you uh, to start the foundation. You bet. Well, it has been a while. It's been 15 years, as you said, which is really hard to imagine. Um, but in 2006, Bob had just been named the anchor of World News Tonight, the ABC Evening News show. And 15 years ago, people watched the evening news. Now, um, I think a lot of people get their news in other ways. Mm -hmm. um, and he was in Iraq reporting on the war and a part of the war where we were going to be drawing down our troops in, in 2006. And what happened to Bob is what happens to our troops or, or did happen so much more frequently, still happens. Roadside bomb exploded. Um, it, he was outside of the tank uh, above it and a bunch of shrapnel and rocks and the blast shattered his skull and, uh, put him into a coma for 36 days. Um, 
and he's recovered, you know, really, it's really miraculously, um, you know, there's no, no other word for it. Not everybody gets to recover the way Bob does, but um, it was, it was stunning on so many levels and mostly because he had been embedded with uh, the military for three months during the invasion of Iraq. So this was a simple go over for two days, come back and report. And I, I guess in my mind, if I'd thought something was going to go wrong, it would have been three years earlier and no one's prepared for a phone call like that, but the phone call came and then that such began this journey for our family, friends, everyone, mm-hmm. um, you know, for the next, well, for forever, because a brain injury is a forever injury, despite how well you recover. Mm-hmm. And we got a lot of incredible attention in the hospital and on the media, because it was, I don't think an anchor had ever been injured before, a news anchor. We didn't get any different attention and treatment in Bethesda Naval Hospital or Landstuhl, which is the the European theater hospital for mm-hmm. the military. We didn't get any special treatment there beyond anything else that our military um, members get. It, they're incredible, incredible hospitals with incredible people. But what we did have was all of this outside support because Bob's employer, ABC News, was you know covering a hotel room or a sister to fly in. And what we noticed with our military families was that they were often alone or there was one person by the bedside because these financial, you know, the really expensive part of staying by someone's bedside for a month, which most people can't do because they have jobs, um, was was not equal. That was the piece that wasn't equal. We had a civilian injured and then we mm-hmm. had military families. So that was the genesis for starting the foundation was if Bob did wake up from this coma, if he recovered in some way, we vowed to sort of use all this stupid attention um, and what we'd learned to turn it back on the families who needed it most. Wow. So that was, you were incubating that while he was still in a coma that you wanted to go in and, and help. That, that's amazing. You know, just to, for me to, to think of you having that compassion in your heart to know that you wanted to make a difference for military veterans even then is pretty. Well, let's be clear here. There's always a self-interest somewhere, right? So I think a part of me felt like, if he does recover, we need to do like make that deal with God, then we need to pay back our bargain. Mm -hmm. And I also think that in in the absence of being able to change the script or rewind the tape, um, you got to use your story to do it's it's a therapy. And that's Mm -hmm. the selfish part a little bit is okay, I can do something good with this. This has been such a horrible thing. But if I do something good with our story, maybe that will bring us a modicum of peace about it. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of good works get done from people who've gone through something hard and difficult. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I remember um, that it was the day that uh, Dana Reeve had passed away that Bob came out of his coma. So it was always something that connected me with, with you guys. And, and that was always just, just remarkable. And, and that recovery is, is incredible. So I'd like to know, what you have found in the past 15 years, uh, have the military families, uh, have they, have they changed in what they need now versus what they needed back then or, or, or TBIs being treated any better these days than back in the day? Well, it's a really timely question. And, and I, our foundation is a grant giving foundation. And I, I joke that, 
we didn't have any expertise. You know, we weren't, we couldn't build houses or we, you know, didn't know enough to pack backpacks. But what we could do as two journalists and people who were looking at the landscape and traveling and reporting and book tour is we were meeting all kinds of people who were doing things in their communities for vets. So we got the idea that um, people had started, you know, sort of saying, give this $20 to a soldier that we could see what was going on and maybe be in a position to look at best practices, put people together, mm-hmm. convene them, not have the wheel recreated everywhere. And that turned out to be a really good model for a nonprofit because just as you've said, the needs really changed as we moved through the war. So here we are, you know, 18 years later, he's coming up on almost on 20 years of September 11th, this September, uh, the early needs of, of the war where, you know, soldiers needed, you know, letters from school children and not that they don't now, but are so different than where they are today in 2021 in the midst of this pandemic most of our dollars this year in grants have gone to food insecurity for veteran families. If you can imagine, and it's hard for me to imagine that in 2021, our military families are going hungry. Um, that just shows the the long continuum of the ways in which we could, as a granting organization, quickly pivot mm-hmm. and move money where it needed to go. So the long haul for caregivers is very hard with brain injuries and post-traumatic stress. And so we've been able to create funding for that. It became, it came to my attention. I was really passionate about this, that our active duty service members had access through congressional bills to money to have IVF or infertility treatments. Mm -hmm. If you had served your country, gone to Iraq and had your legs blown off and all of the working parts that you needed to create a baby, we did not give you funding to create a family. And most of the people signing up were 20 something year old young men. Yeah. There were women too, but they weren't thinking about a family then. Yeah. So that was one of the neat things that we also have done is create a fund called Viva within the Bob Woodruff Foundation that gives grants to these families so that they can uh, start a family. And I think we've got baby number 11 on the way, which is just some of the most like these pictures come in and they're like, this is our baby. You helped us do this. So all of, you know, those needs as they became apparent to us through this work, it's been really fun to be able to figure out where can we make the most impact. And by the way, we only come in after a veteran has sort of exhausted their benefits working through the system. Wow. And and I know that um, just looking at some of the pictures on the website and just kind of thinking about what, what, um, an explosion like what happened to your husband does to a body. And it's not just a TBI, but often a burn or an amputee. And, and it just, I can't imagine um, going through that and, and being a spouse or a parent or a sister or, or a caregiver and, and just to try to address what that family needs. Um, it, it, it's, it's just amazing. And, and it must be difficult, I would think, very difficult to do the work because it's, I'm sure, heart-wrenching. And you go in there and just with the grace of an angel. Uh, well, I just you're wanted so to commend you. <laughs> uh, you're really nice. And I don't deserve that because there are other people with their boots on the ground doing that work with families. I come in contact with families all the time. A weekend doesn't go by where I don't talk to somebody who's a spouse or someone who's either newly diagnosed with a, I mean, you know, we're talking about military brain injuries, but these injuries of course happen every day, car accidents, Mm -hmm. someone falling from a ladder. Um, So I do, 
I do have those conversations, but we're actually, as funders, we are funding grantees on the ground who are really going in and doing that day-to-day work. Mm-hmm. And that those are the real angels in this field, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's draining. It's, it's draining to see families in pain and, um, you know, and also know that you can, you can do some small thing and that ultimately at the end of the day, they, they're the ones that are going to go back in their house and close the door and live with the legacy of whatever the injuries or the, or the war has wrought um, emotionally or physically. Mm. I noticed that you fund several uh, war, uh, service dog grants. Yes, uh, we, how have, you, how we have, we absolutely have. And I'm going to be honest with you. I can't remember We're we're coming out with a, our new list of what we just funded. Mm-hmm. But over the years, we've also done a service dog convening to try to put um, groups together because I think, you know, a lot of people feel like they can train a dog, but but to train a dog for various things, whether it's PTSD. Mm-hmm. Um, so dogs can do amazing things, as I'm sure you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also very expensive to train a dog mm-hmm. and time consuming. So trying to help figure out how can we give more people access to these dogs and do it in an equitable way. Um, but there's so much cool work in the areas of therapy, whether it's horse therapy, mm-hmm. you know, through horseback riding, or I mean, animals are a huge part of emotional support. Absolutely. And so do you have a new grant cycle just opening up soon or just closing or both? I think it just closed. Yeah, I think it just closed. Um, But but anyone can go to the website, bobwoodruffoundation.org and see Mm -hmm. what the cycle is and uh, you will be invited to apply because I think we have a small but mighty team. And so if Mm -hmm. we just, if we had everybody, we don't want to make people do the work because we know writing a grant is a big deal mm-hmm. unless we feel like you might be a good fit for us. And, and sure. you know, I wish we had unlimited dollars as does every charity. But that's and so, so they would make contact first initially with the foundation and see if it's a fit. Correct. Yep. And then someone will get back to everybody, but you, we won't make anybody jump through hoops if we don't, if it's not in one of our buckets and our buckets were caregiver support, um, you know, mental health and wellness, and then re-employment, retraining, reintegration, trying to help people. And literally this year, because of COVID, it's it's almost 90% going to food banks and places wow. that serve uh, vets in that, in that manner, just the basic human needs, which is mm-hmm. really sad to me. Wow. One of the, um, or actually several of the people that I've interviewed deal with food insecurity, so um, it's, it's very interesting and, and sad that it's such a problem for veteran families. You know, it's, it's just, really yeah. yeah, and homelessness too. I mean, you don't, you, you would think that um, we're, we should take care of our heroes and, and yet, you know, you hear about the suicide rates. I mean, it, it's just, it's, we don't talk about it enough and it's heartbreaking, so. It is heartbreaking and it's hard to know, you know, how do you help and, you know, what can you do? And I think for all of us who have enough in this period of time, the food banks, just being able to donate to or bring food down mm-hmm. to your local pantry, it's so important. Absolutely. Uh, and I know Stand Up for Heroes is is an event. Is that your, your all's gala? It is. And it's always been in November, the same mm-hmm. week as the New York Comedy Festival. And the folks at the Comedy Festival and Caroline's Comedy Club have been with us since the beginning, mm-hmm. um, putting it together. Last year was because of COVID. We did a virtual event, uh, which was successful. And this year, we're kind of trying to figure out, 
you know, what does this look like for the fall? Mm -hmm. I think that's what so many charities are asking themselves. It was okay Mm -hmm. last year, but I don't know, you know, the money gets really raised when people can get in the room in most Mm -hmm. cases. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, we're trying to, we're going to need more information before we know what's coming this year. So in the meantime, I know that, I don't know if you have a um, online auction of items for that. Um, I'm sorry, I'm not more familiar with that event. I know it's got a lot of cool people involved, um, but how can people listening out there get involved and support the Bob Woodruff Foundation so you all can go out and support those amazing communities? Well, the website, um, you can donate on the website and subscribe to, you know, the blast that we send out about various things. And, and all of that is great. We're, we're proud that we're uh, in Charity Navigator. We're a five-star um, a charity. And I, and I do say there are a lot of veteran charities out there, a lot of really good ones. But, you know, and you know this because you talk to a lot of charities, you should go online and check you know, the, the, you can look at someone's paperwork and see their overhead and their tax status. And you should look at all of that and make sure that, you know, the, the overhead percentage isn't huge. I, I always had a joke. And then I really, really realized it wasn't a joke when I, when we started this foundation, but if I went to a fundraiser and I saw amazing flower arrangements on the table that were not donated by a local florist, I, I would think twice about writing that check because I don't want my check to go to the flower arrangement. I want it to go to the people, you know, who the mm-hmm. foundation is supposed to support. So do your homework when you give mm-hmm. um, to charities is, is my first people always ask, you know, what are good ones to give to? And I think it's, it's on us to look, to look that up. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the benefits of contributing to the Bob Woodruff Foundation, because, you know, someone donating knows that their their dollars are going to go through vetted, a vetted process and it's going to be established organization. There's research behind it or a proven model or something to to um, compel you to want to support it as an investment. I couldn't have said it better myself, but I'm glad you said it. So thank you. I recognize, I totally (laughs) recognize that all the hard work behind it, it's it's very cool. And, and so kudos to you and the foundation and for everything you're doing, but the panels on, I was watching on your website, seeing the the, um, leaders eat less panel and, and just so, so many exciting ways that you're out there making a difference. And then I I saw that your son and your husband had a show that they trekked, right? And and so all kinds of exciting things. But um, so there's, there's obviously lots and lots and lots of stuff to explore on the website and that the foundation is doing. So I just wanted to commend you and and, uh, say congratulations on 15 years. And thank you so much for coming on and speaking with me today. And is there anything that you would like to say that that you'd like the listeners to know? You know, I guess the only thing is, and there are so many wonderful people out there doing great things, um, that these wars have taken our, they've exhausted us emotionally um, and attention-wise. We're tired of hearing about them. But just keep keep our, our veterans in mind. They live in all of our communities. We might not know it or, or see them, but look for ways in your own communities that you can help support, whatever that might look like, a dinner, one night, anything that, that works because we, we, take, we 
take for granted that there is a standing army. And um, I, for one, am grateful that my children can make the choice whether or not to be part of it. And that's because there are people who do sign up and, Mm -hmm. uh, and go. So we need to be respectful of that when they come home and need our help. Right. Um, Let's see. Um, I, I have run out of questions that I think are compellingly. So get a great interview. I mean, gosh, you asked all the really good ones and and no one has any attention span today anyway with COVID. It's a perfect length of a podcast. Perfect. Perfect. Well, I'm hoping we'll say some prayers and good intentions and energy for the audio to work and everything. And so um, thank you so much. Have a wonderful weekend. Pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to meet you. Let me know when it's up, and I'll put okay. the link on our website. Okay, so I will. I have can, it. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll um, yeah. Okay, awesome. That's and very I'll cool. And um, I'll get um, it. It gets professionally engineered, and I'll I'll find out when I'll get that back, and then yeah. we'll. No rush. Just send me the link, and we'll do everything Wonderful. we can. Thank to you so much. Have everywhere. a great weekend. Bye. Thanks, Donna. Have a great weekend. Bye, bye. Well, that's a wrap for this episode of Giving Heartbeat, where we make unsung heroes into everyday superheroes. Please be my hero and subscribe, download, rate and review and tell all your friends. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to Naomi Charney for my beautiful cover art. Thanks to Chris Hogan for his theme music, Pure Magic and to audio engineer extraordinaire Don Sternacker at Mixolydian Studios. Please take action today to support nonprofits that connect with your passion. Be the change you want to see in the world. Until next time, the beat goes on. This is Donna Valente. Peace out.